From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Tuesday, June 8th, 2021. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Governor Mike DeWine on Monday issued an urgent appeal for more Ohioans to get vaccinated right away. Andrew Kinsey explains. There are approximately 200,000 doses of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine set to expire June 23rd. Now, if they aren't used, they'll have to be thrown out. The state does not have any legal options for sending it elsewhere. Remember, you only need one dose of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine to be considered fully vaccinated. While the Johnson & Johnson vaccine had to be paused earlier this year to check for blood cots, it was ultimately deemed safe. I'm Andrew Kinsey. A Senate investigation of the January 6th insurrection at the U.S. Capitol has found broad government, military, and law enforcement missteps surrounding the attack. Tracy Townsend has more. The bipartisan review, co-authored by Ohio Republican Rob Portman, found a breakdown within multiple intelligence agencies and a lack of training and preparation for Capitol Police officers. The Senate report released today recommends giving the Capitol Police chief more authority, giving better equipment to law enforcement, and streamlining intelligence gathering. Gathering. The report does not delve into the root causes of the attack, including the role played by former President Donald Trump. I'm Tracy Townsend. An economics professor at the University of Toledo says many businesses are likely to struggle as the economy opens up. Amy Steigerwald reports. Kevin Egan says it will take time to fill the thousands of available jobs on the market. Meantime, many restaurants and retail positions are upping their pay to create an incentive for workers. If enough workers take advantage of this, you could start to pay more for things like a Big Mac at McDonald's or a cocktail at a bar. Average wages go up 10%, a firm increases its output 1%. So I would like to see this play out and see these wages go up and see workers finally have some power on their side. Amy Stagerwald in Toledo. The Ohio Senate is close to approving a significant income tax cut and first-ever direct state payments to charter schools under its version of the upcoming state budget. The plan by the GOP-controlled chamber is also coming under criticism for eliminating quality care standards for publicly funded daycares. The full Senate is expected to vote on its two-year, $75 billion spending plan as soon as this week, including a 5% personal income tax cut, up from the 2% cut proposed by the House. House and Senate lawmakers must then merge their plans by the end of the month. Columbus City Schools, the Columbus Board of Education, and the Teachers Union have joined together to fight legislation that would prohibit teaching about racism's role in American history. More from Andrew Kinsey. House Bill 322 and 327 would ban teachers from teaching U.S. history and modern society through a focus on the legacy of slavery, racism, and discrimination. CCS officials say this is an unprecedented regulation of curriculum and instruction. We don't teach critical race theory. That's something that is mostly in higher education. But what we do teach and what we want to teach um, is the real facts of history. The bills were introduced last month in the legislature, and it's unclear if they have enough votes to pass. I'm Andrew Kinsey. Ohio Supreme Court Justice Jennifer Bruner says she will run for chief justice of the high court. The former secretary of state and one of only four Democratic statewide office holders was elected to the Supreme Court in November. Bruner announced her intent to run this morning. Current Chief Justice Maureen O'Connor will leave that post in December 2022 due to age limits. The Columbus Dispatch reports Justices Pat DeWine of Hamilton County and Sharon Kennedy of Butler County are among Republicans expected to run for the position. 
Over the last few days, police in Cleveland have responded to 35 shootings and four stabbings, resulting in three deaths. Lena Lai has the details. Cleveland City Councilman Blaine Griffin says a spike in violence this past weekend is an ominous sign for the summer. You know, until we really get to the psychological side of why some of this pathological behavior is taking place, we're going to continue to see this. And so Monday afternoon, Cleveland City Council signed off on $2.7 million to set up trauma counseling and social workers at 22 city rec centers to identify and mentor at-risk youth and to head off any potential trouble. I'm Lena Lai. Police in Cincinnati are blaming an amorous cicada for causing a car crash. Tracy Townsend has the story. Cincinnati police say the insect flew through an open window, striking the driver in the face last night. The motorist drove off the road and crashed into a utility pole. The driver sustained minor injuries, but the car heavily damaged. Cicadas are swarming across the Cincinnati area. They're part of Brood 10, which emerge from the ground every 17 years to mate. Police are advising motorists to keep their windows closed for the time being. I'm Tracy Townsend. A Cleveland woman has been sentenced to prison for a string of hit-and-run incidents that took place last year from Westlake to Bay Village in northern Ohio. ONN's Dave James reports. 25-year-old Shayla Harris was sentenced to 9 to 13 and a half years in prison for hitting four people and two dogs on three different days in April of last year. Police say she hit a 22-year-old woman who was walking to a mailbox, hit and seriously injured two more people who were walking their dog. Then, while in custody, Harris admitted to police she also had hit a 52-year-old man who was walking his dog. She won't be eligible for parole until at least nine years have been served. Dave James, I went in news. And it's a day of cleaning up at the iconic Terminal Tower in downtown Cleveland, where massive flooding took place yesterday, but not because of the rain. Brandon Simmons reports. Water pouring from the ceilings, coming down the stairwells and elevator shafts. Enough water to cause Tower City Center to close for the day, a problem one resident named Tim experienced in his apartment. So I go in the bathroom and there's water coming in from the light fixtures. He also heard water coming from the closet, but when he went in the hallway, he found things were much worse. A six-inch water line for the sprinkler system had burst, sending water pouring down from the 12th floor. Like, I never expected to have to deal with flooding on the 7th floor. I'm Brandon Simmons in Cleveland. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.